Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 223. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd, son of Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And the drink of the heathen kings of old. Charles, son of Bill, it is time. Okay. Bring me your flagon. You mean this cup? Yes, that cup there. Yeah, yeah, the cup, the glass. We'll be drinking mead like the heathen kings of old. Ooh, mead. What kind of mead? This is Saskatoon mead that I got in Canada. Saskatoons, of course, are service berries. That's the uh, are there what? Blackfoot word for them. Service berries. Service. Like S-E-R-V-I-C-E? Yeah. Service berries. What's yeah. a service berry? It's the English word for Saskatoon. It's a berry that grows on a bush, has kind of an upward little... And it does bit. service? No. No. I, I, serves as mead. <laughs> serves to flavor mead. Salud. Kampai. Mmm, that's good mead. It is good mead. God damn, I love mead. mead. Yes. Oh, mead is good. So this is from the uh, the Fallen Timber Meadery. Oh, that's so good. So one of the things that I found when I went to Canada. Wait. Oh, God. All right, continue. One of the things I discovered when I went to Canada was that the, uh, where, where you know, here we have this craft brewing kind of thing that's, you know, <clears throat> in its full, full flight right now. Hops. Yes, too many hops, hops. on everything. All the hops. Um, yes. Well, well, guys with beards are over hopping things here <laughs> in uh, in Canada. The uh, cider and mead stuff is really kicking up. Uh, I mean, you go and you go to the cider section. And they have like a genuine selection of ciders. Of cider. Ciders. Holy yeah, shit. and there's like more than one mead in the shop at the same time too. I did not buy the other mead that was there because it was really expensive. And this is just a Canadian thing. Yeah, it's a Canadian thing apparently. My ex-wife's husband is Canadian. Oh, okay. I have reasons to befriend him now. <laughs> Can you get me some mead or cider? Huh? Never mind. Just do it, monkey. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> but no, I like this one. It, I like um, it. It's good. Yeah. It's got it's not it's not a super sweet mead. Mm-hmm. And the service berries, the Saskatoon adds a really interesting like kind it's of tart. It's a tart? Mm-hmm. And it's a tart, and the service berries have that kind of earthy quality about them. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever, like, eaten a honeysuckle berry right off a honeysuckle? Nope. Plant? Okay. You should do it sometime. <laughs> Partly for the amusement of watching you taste the skin. <laughs> so here's the thing about honeysuckle berries, is the inside of a honeysuckle berry has the same kind of, like, flavor like a Saskatoon. Okay. But the outside is indescribably foul. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to eat these. Why? Uh, you pop it in your mouth and you get the stuff, you squeeze it and chomp it and get the stuff inside and then spit out the skin as fast as you can. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how we as a species eat some of the things like who thought of eating some of the things we eat? Well, well, the part, part of it you got to remember is that we as a species, we're like, what the hell can we eat around here? I don't know. This looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our, well, our evolutionary advantages basically come down to thumbs. And the ability to eat just about fucking anything organic. But I, I wonder how some of these ideas occur to people. Like, who looked at a monkey shitting and thought, I should make coffee out of that? They were really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it all starts, right? They were really hungry. I could eat that. <laughs> yeah, so I was. I went on a big trip through Canada. Yeah, this is their vacation. This is why we've been gone for a few weeks. Yes, I was on vacation in Canada. Um, the plains of Alberta are exactly as described by my Canadian neighbor. You can, in fact, watch your dog run away for three days out there. <laughs> um, so Kansas, I, you know, honestly, yeah, it's like, it's like Kansas, eh? 
Um, <laughs> actually, it feels a little more like North Dakota, which okay. is not surprising, being as they're you know next door. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was okay. We got to see some of like the, the what they call the dinosaur loop there. Did you try to swing by Sturgis or close no. to Sturgis? You see any remnants of Sturgis? Mm, I did see a lot of motorcycles, on especially trailers? out in the Canadian Rockies. No, yeah. actually, the Canadian Rockies. You know, we, we make fun of the Harleys on trailers here. Yeah. If you go out like far afield, there are like a bajillion fucking Harleys out there. Like Harley. Nice Har- one. Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> professional. So like Harley geezer glides and gold wings. And I actually saw two Norges, if you can believe that, oh. in the wild. But those guys are riding the fucking wheels off those things up there. Cool. In Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat. All right. Um, I even saw. I even saw what I think was one of the uh, the guys who bought a uh, BMW uh, GS with a sidecar. Uh-huh. He was coming up the uh, the road to Yoho when I was going down. Yoho. Yes. Um, I, so I that was have kind no of idea about the geography of Canada. Okay. All right. Yo, so when you when you go in the the Eastern Canadian Rockies, that's Banff and Jasper National Park, like the big names. Uh huh. Banff fucking sucks. Because Banff is like but doesn't wall to wall tourists. To yes, okay. they do, which is everyone why it fucking sucks. Okay. Because everyone, everyone goes to Banff. Everyone talks says Banff. Everyone mentions Banff, Banff is very pretty if you're in a fucking tour bus and just need to get off the bus and go a little ways and look at something. Okay. Yes. So that's what I'm doing in my retirement. Yes. <laughs> and those of those of you, incidentally, who may have heard about a wolf attack in Banff at a oh, campground. Yeah. 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 Yeah, my wife heard the screams because we were just around the corner from that. Wow. We slept in the car. They said that was very unusual. I don't recommend sleeping in a car with a six-year-old on top of you. (laughs) You will be needing the balls repeatedly. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Don't recommend it. But yeah, the next morning, everybody who was intense in that campground, Uh their car windows were all fucked up because they were sleeping (laughs) in the car. What was the story with that? I, they, they, you know, they think it was a wolf that was like at the end of its life. It had gotten kicked out of the pack. There's three active packs in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just super desperate and it, it like came to rip into the tent. And so the dad did what you do. If a large dog attacks you, you start fighting it, you know, he's like grabbing it by the mouth, and grabbing it, trying to hold its mouth open and yeah. clobber the thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it starts flailing around. And of course, a wolf is like the biggest fucking dog you've ever seen. Right. So it starts flailing around, gets loose, clamps onto his arm. Um, so, you know, his family's screaming a lot. He's screaming now. Yeah. The guy from next door comes running over and sees it and he's coming up at a run. And so he didn't even slow down. He just runs right up and just fucking boots the wolf as hard as he can. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Wolf, oh, let's go with the wolf. guy. And then, yeah. So now there's two guys outside throwing rocks at a wolf. And finally get it to go away. And they ended up euthanizing that thing, right? They found oh, yeah. It. Jesus. They, yeah. They, they, no, tracked they, they, they tracked it down, did the DNA to make sure it was it, shot it. Uh-huh. Poor wolf. <laughs> Fuck that dude. if if it had been me i would have been looking for the biggest rock i could find and bashing that thing's skull in there's a there's there's one thing to see like a wolf at a distance you're like wolves they're so nature majestic and then and then but somewhere in the back of your head remember a human being is basically a monkey with anxiety right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) somewhere in the back of your head is this scared monkey who's like climb tree hit with rock (laughs) yeah teeth hit with rock Find sharp stick. <laughs> Find a chopstick. Find sharp stick. Oh, sharp stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a chopstick. What are you gonna do? Make sushi? Must find pointy stick. Uh, heavy rock. Heavy rock. Pointy stick. Bash bash. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, why are you wearing the wolf skin? 
<laughs> I am their king now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll stink my meat now. <laughs> Not me. No, no. The guy, you know, the guy, the guys came around and they're like, yeah. So they tell what happened and we're like, huh? And Ruthann's like, what do you do? And I'm like, get in what the we car. do is we get a blanket and we get in the fucking car. <laughs> get in the car now. <laughs> because wolves can't open car doors. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I locked the doors. <laughs> which, which at the time I recognized this. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Chunk. <laughs> but I feel unaccountably better now. <laughs> Can we have the door window open a little bit? No. No. <laughs> it might turn into vapor and come through the crack. Wolves can do that. I saw that on a documentary once. Yeah, I'm I'm all for reintroducing wolves into the environment, but uh, that was weird. Yeah. And because because he was completely out of character mm-hmm. and there was nothing in the tent, there was no food. I'm mean, like they kept an actual nice clean campsite. And you're like, what the actual fuck? That thing just uh it's bizarre. Yeah, he was just at the end of his rope, I guess. Yeah, it's bizarre. And I mean, I, at the one hand, it's like, it's bizarre and it's kind of scary because of what it is and you're like worried about your kids. Sure. On the flip side, you have to remember a wolf is basically a big dog and really a full grown human who it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. The wolf is not really in a good position in, at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, two full grown humans, that wolf is fucked mm-hmm. eight ways from Sunday. How about one full grown human who's in his mummy sleeping bag? Well, that's, that's pretty much the wolf's only approach. <laughs> that's, that's when Todd's like, and that's, and that's only until that's only until the arms are free <laughs> and then it's rock time <laughs> wife fetch my smashing rock <laughs> I, i'm sure that worked really well <laughs> from this point up forward going on all his trips todd will have a smashing rock i i i did i some consideration was given to the uh, the hammer we have for tent pegs <laughs> I'll just put this by my head, mm-hmm. just in case. Well, you know, I usually have a tomahawk with me. Mm-hmm. So, did you not this time? No, I didn't. Uh. If you, when you cross the Canadian border, they ask you about like all the weapons and things you can't bring, like bear spray and knives, and you can't take bear spray into Canada. They're like pepper spray or anything banned. I'm like, oh no, because I was like, I guess I should have. I guess I'm glad I didn't buy bear spray. He's like, yep, we confiscate a lot of it. I'm like, the fuck. But we've Canada. talked to people. You're all bears. Ta- we've talked to people that have taken shotguns into Canada. I I assume you must need papers. I I don't know. Huh? I've taken unloaded shotguns into Canada, but I was crossing through. And I that could was back swear in the day. Jeff said he took a shotgun into Canada when he went. Maybe you can fill out the paperwork. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, if you're fighting a bear with a shotgun, let's be honest, you got to file the sight off the end of the shotgun. That way, it hurts less when the bear shoves it up your ass. <laughs> Ah, but the wolf, the wolf, he's not shoving that up your ass. He ain't shoving anything up the ass. That wolf is going to be Mr. Smashing Rock. <laughs> wolf, rock, rock, wolf, <laughs> rock, wolf. That's the name of your new metal band. There may be a little scared monkey in the back of my head, but there's a reason the little scared monkey walks on two feet and owns cars and makes roads and has a house. <laughs> he can hit things real hard with heavy objects. With a rock. It starts there. I'm a qualified Euro mechanic. <laughs> I'm all about rocks. Step the fuck off, loop. <laughs> uh, oh, well, it's nice to have you back, Sans Wolf. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of nice to be back. The main reason I'll be honest with you that it's nice to the be back. The beard's looking good. Yeah, it's yeah. It's coming in real nice. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna I'll, I'll shave it eventually, but for the moment, I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And as I told my kids, I'm like, all of the arguing you did while we were camping, all these white hairs in the beard are due to that. Every one of them can be traced directly back to an arguing session while camping. I can't do that. No, no, no. doesn't doesn't work out anymore. Nope. No, far too, too old. Well, your daughter's been arguing with you for longer than mine. Far so. too old. Far too white. <laughs> beard. I mean. <laughs> She just laughs at the beard, mm-hmm. at the white in the beard. Yeah. She laughs now. Her day will come. I don't think her beard will go white. You don't think so? No, I okay. think she'll be okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, spe- speaking you, of strange foreign animals. Do you have any motorcycle news? Uh, oh, uh, motorcycle uh, news. Personal motorcycling? Yeah, I actually went out on a ride, which I very seldom do. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, okay, I'll just throw where I'm going to be in the morning. Which you did the, invite. Yeah, so I, I invited, I first invited Chuck and Claire, because, you know, like, if I'm going to ride with somebody, I want to ride with you guys, because, yeah. like, I don't have to, I can just ride and, like, not fucking worry about it. Yep, I could go this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on this weekend, so. God damn it. Go figure. <laughs> um, but uh, when you guys couldn't come because you're lame as fuck. Um, I had my kid. Uh-huh, yeah, and Claire had a, a class. It was a daughter weekend. Okay, all right fuck you anyways um so i got there and nobody showed up so i'm like fuck it i'm gonna ride by myself yeah um i had a great ride um i had read a couple of uh, the three wheels better um has just published a couple of books that i bought three uh, wheels better yeah he's, he's a guy on um on uh, adv rider he's okay. one of the big hack people okay um he builds sidecar rigs he's in croatia i want to say now or maybe the czech republic but he was in england building sidecar rigs okay um so he's got Two books, one about technique and one about like building uh-huh. um, and setting up. Um, I read the technique book thinking like, yeah, I'll glaze through it. And I read the whole, ended up reading the whole thing. And like a few of the techniques he was talking about, I was using and I was like, this is working really well. Like I was, I was going after it. It mm. was kind of cool. Okay. Um, so that was really neat. Um, I highly recommend the books. They're Are very, they free? Uh, no, okay. no, but they're, uh, they're not super expensive. Are they uh, available on Amazon? Uh, I don't think so. ADV Rider? Yeah. Check okay. out ADV Rider and he's, he's got it posted the link there. Okay. Um, you know, it's small press, like they're, you know, come bound up in a binder sort of thing, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, quite good actually. Maybe a PDF. Yeah. Something like that. You yeah, probably buy be, a PDF. That'd be good. Yeah. But yeah, um, I had an awesome ride. Um, cool. Yeah. Went all the way up over Monty and back down over. Bandit's um, running fine then. Bandit is running like fucking gangbusters. Okay. And the knobs don't really bother me on the knobby tire anymore. Oh, it's maybe because they're ground down to they're nothing. They're gone. They're basically gone. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, no, Bandit's it's funny running, how that works. The Bandit's running great, riding great. It was it was a fantastic freaking ride. Nice. Um, you know, there's one point I was coming back on Monty and I'm like, I'm getting I'm getting some pretty good speed on, it. and then some dude on a Repsol bike goes by me like I'm going backwards. <laughs> I am well, feeling good about my woo. woo. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> well. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> I'll just I'll just pull over. I'll just shoot myself. That's <laughs> ah, all right. I'm, I'm pushing the sidecar around, and you know, even even at, in at speed, the bandit. There's definitely moments where I'm like, I really think a leading link front end would be nice for the bandit because mm. that bandit is a bit of a handful at times, uh-huh, uh-huh. especially um, when you're you're rocking it, wailing, <laughs> yes, you're flogging it. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a big group of like uh, billies and sports cars up there. And they were at the top of Monty and I went by 
Um, and I was like considering stopping at the top and eating my snack, but it was full of billies and I just passed somebody. So I was like, no, I don't want to fucking give up my free open road. Okay. Um, so I go by and I'm coming back and the billies are gone and I get back around the corner and you know, after you go over the top, there's that kind of like a squiggly bit and there's the pretty sharp right turn. Uh-huh. And then you go down and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of the cliff on the sharp right turn. Mm-hmm. Everybody's clustered around that. And they're all like looking over the side, like, Ooh, Ooh. And I'm like, Oh God, did something happen? And I'm like, I guess realistically there's, probably nothing i can do i mean there's cars there right so yeah. if there's like somebody needs to get to a hospital they can you know, put them in a fucking car everyone's just looking everyone's just like looking and i'm like okay that was really strange and i get down around the corner and a cop car goes by like fucking bad out of hell mm-hmm. i'm like oh followed by an ambulance going mad fast oh i'm like oh dear oh, oh somebody must have really hurt themselves and then i swear to god every goddamn cop in cash valley and like three fire trucks go by the other way i'm like damn wow i don't know what went down but it was bad damn yeah so i've been watching the news nothing's shown up yet but like i'm i'm fuck i have no idea what happened like i'm assuming i'm assuming by the number of people and stuff like Mm -hmm. and who it was there i'm thinking it might have been like one of the cars or something probably one of the cars missed a turn and went over just went I've been in that situation. Oof. Well, I'm I'm not the one that went over the side. Sure, sure. No, I was in the group. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's oof. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hope they're okay. Yeah, hope so too. So, yeah, I was also I was really hoping it wasn't the guy on the Honda who was you know really getting after it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh God, that'd be weird. Yeah, hope it's not one of ours. Um, yeah. yeah. If it was if it was him and he went off that and he went into that corner too hot and went off the side, he's he's, he's not listening to the show. You'd see that on the news. Uh, probably you'd see that. You think, but yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Someone bite it. Dark note. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I I'm gonna share this. Mm-hmm. I might cut it out. Oh, okay. After my divorce, I briefly considered not going on, mm-hmm. and the way I figured I would do it. Would be money. Make it look like an accident on money. Oh God, it wouldn't look like an accident at all. Everyone would be able to tell I just had the throttle pinned when I hit that turn. Ah. <laughs> there are certainly opportunities aplenty on money. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad it worked out for the best. I got, I was too lazy to make that ride to go mm-hmm. all the way up to money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too easy. Too lazy to get up in the morning. Too lazy to get up in the morning. Get up there, miss the traffic enough to get that runway all the way up. So one of the funny things about the ride was I, I set it up. I was like, I'll be there at 830 thinking like that was a gentle time. Because, you know, if, if it was me, if it, honestly, it was just me and Claire, we'd be there like fucking 730. Six, so yeah. We'd like hit it before anyone else even thinks <sighs> about the road. Like yeah. if anyone is awake and considering the road, Holy I'm fuck. sort of annoyed. Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. And I get out there and I'm going up and a whole bunch of this, you know, the more like serious sport bike guys are coming back. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Usually on a Sunday morning, it's uh, there's not a whole lot of guys. It wasn't bad. I mean, once I'll be honest, I I didn't feel like I was hitting a lot of traffic at any point. Yeah, you know, like a couple of the lower sections. You know, oh, this weekend sucked. It's Labor Day weekend. This weekend. oh no, this yeah, weekend's gonna be a shit show. Fuck that, yeah. And as it was on the way home, there's the usual fucking. I considered doing homes. the loop around Mirror Lake, but I didn't want to end up in the fucking three hour camper parade. Yeah. I've got a camper and I barely ever pull it anywhere. This is hard. <laughs> oh no. Why you gotta make fun of the way I drive? 
Wow. Yep. Well, I haven't done any good ride this year. Yeah, I was. it was actually very freeing, and it reminded me that it's important sometimes to do things just for the hell of it and just for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because I uh, got to tell you, with kids, it's very hard to remember to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, Extremely difficult. Yeah, it's good you do. Mm. Now I want to go on a ride somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not well, like off a cliff or anything. No, no, no. no, no. Let's, let's, let's not do that bit. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. No. Though if I did, I'd have my Heelite on. Yeah, we'll stay. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. This show is brought to you by Heelite. Makers <laughs> makers of the Turtle 2 airbag vest. We're so good at this. Yes. Which is, which is I have to say, I freaking love that vest. Yeah, it's very. I, the first turtle I was skeptical on, the two, oh my God, it's so freaking good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So comfy. I still have to sell my Turtle 1. If anyone wants to buy my Turtle 1, let me know. And yeah. I haven't even taken pictures of it yet. I'm so fucking it's, lazy. It's super average size. If you're an average sized American dude, Chucks will fit you great. Yeah. Uh, no. And now the the turtles available in high vis orange. Oh yeah, just in time for me to not get a high vis orange that would actually match my arrow stitch. Absolutely. God damn it. So go to helightmoto.com and check out the Turtle Two, Turtle One, and all the other adventure stuff they got for mm-hmm. air baggies. Yes. Once once you try it out, you will not be sorry. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, even Claire's got one now. Yeah. So, well, finally, he finally cracked. He cracked. <laughs> All those years of him telling us, nah. Mm-hmm. This is a shockingly large number of Utah Rider Ed folks rocking them now. I've seen them, like, mm-hmm. around. Yep. It's, People are realizing it's it's actually legitimately a lot freaking better. It's a great idea. It's comfier and it's safer. Yeah. What's not to like? Yeah, I don't, it's, and you look like a firefighter. Yes. Yes. Are you a smoke jumper? Uh, let's go with yes. Sure. I, I like yes. <laughs> Do I get yes. any free stuff? <laughs> Can I have free beer? <laughs> no. I yeah. sent my arrow stitch in to get uh, washed and repaired. Oh yeah. Yeah. It took about uh, I think about four weeks altogether. Huh. Falstaff's going to go in and have the uh, cuffs repaired this year. Okay. I got a bunch of spot where the zippers have chewed up the cotton on the cuffs. My main zipper broke. Oh yuck! Like just about two inches worth of teeth gone oh damn yeah okay then i figured while i was there might as well wash it and mm-hmm. stuff <laughs> wash it how will you know it's <laughs> huh how, how will you know it's yours <laughs> they couldn't get all of it out she called me up Aerostitch called me up and they were like you know we were washing it and there's there's some of these stains we just can't get out it's just it's too chuck <laughs> yeah i was like oh don't worry about it it's, it's fine it's, as long as it doesn't stand up by itself anymore <laughs> i'm it, happy is it clean er <laughs> She was just like, really? I just want to make sure you, you, your, your expectations are realistic that this isn't going to look brand new. You're like, lady, I live in this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm whatever you send back to me is going to be an improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really cool that they they were like so concerned. I can only imagine. I'm like, I'm really looking forward to the fall staff now because they're going to be like, ah, oh, this thing's really raggedy. I'm like, you know that huge review that you always post with the fall staff? Yeah, <laughs> that's me. It's that fall staff. They'll be like, oh, all right. I can only imagine some of the customers that get, they get are like, how come this isn't all clean now? There's still like a little black thing on the knee. There's schmutz all over the one part. Yeah, it always touches the bike. It's bad. There's bugs, dead bugs. Everywhere. I'm like, ladies, some of that is held together by duct tape. I don't mind. It's cool. <laughs> 
yeah, they're, they're, I, I got I to gotta give it up for their customer service. They're really cool. They are really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super I, was, nice. I was very pleased with what I got back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've not. I, I finally, having finally jumped, made the jump, I'm, I'm very pleased with the jump. Yeah. I'd like to get um, the cousin Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I can't decide whether that sounds cool or lame because it's a two-piece. Although they have the one-piece one now. Yeah. Because the uh, I a friend got a two piece uh, roadcrafter, uh-huh. and honestly, I'm like looking at it. I'm looking at mine. I'm like, this is really not as cool. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's just all of the extra like stuff that the two piece adds. You know, the extra zipper and the uh-huh. overlap and all that. I'm like, this is kind of not awesome. Huh? Yeah. yeah. My wife's been like making noises about me getting a new stitch. So, because mm-hmm. in her mind, she thinks they expire. What? And I am, there are stitches out there that are significantly older than your daughter. This is a reason. Oh, 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 sorry. You need a wax cotton one. (laughs) Yes. That's clearly the only responsible choice. Clearly, because they expire. And like a huge tub of Martinex, like the biggest one they sell. Okay. Possibly a bucket. One I can swim in? Yes. All right. You just roll in it. Instead of of having to rub it on the suit, you just like roll back and forth it like a cob of corn. Man. I'm so safe. God, that sounds fantastic. Do you know what a pain in the ass it is to do the wax on those jackets? No. God. But rolling in it sounds much better. Rolling in it would be massively rolling preferable. Rolling in it on a really hot day. Yeah, that's the way to go. Just spread it out on a tarp. Doing it by hand blows. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid like two hours after which your fingers ache. No. No. I'm going to wait for a 100 degree day and just mm. roll in it like a burrito. <laughs> That was a little too graphic. Somebody opened a can of spam. So I was. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) So disturbed. Hi, Chuck. How's it going? Welcome back, Todd. (laughs) We're back. We have mead. Mm -hmm. We're out of mead. And a whopper. We drank the mead. We drank the mead. Let me see that bottle. Mm. Careful, it's wet as shit because the ice is melting. Uh, yeah, you had it in a bucket of ice for us. Yeah, it seems to, it drinks better cold. Oh, yeah. Meat um, yeah, that's meat, fancy. Meat likes to be cold. Yeah. In Alberta's foothills, mm. our bees work constantly to provide the perfect base for our Saskatoon mead. Mm. A, a blend of Saskatoon berries with a hint of apple lends tart tones that harmonize perfectly with sweet honey notes, creating a well-balanced, bright, and clean mellow mel? Mm. Mm. Mellow Mel. Mm. I don't know what that means. No, no, probably knows. Mm. Thank you for the meat. That was amazing. You're welcome. You are welcome. My wife already got hers before I before I put any downstairs. She's like, no, no, give me some of that for you and Chuck. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Oh, it's classified time. Oh yeah, I remember this. Classified. Yeah, what we do is we look at classifieds, right? Uh-huh. And so we make fun of them, and then. Um, and then people write us angry letters about how lame we are mm-hmm. for doing classifieds. Yeah, you guys stop stop doing classifieds. You're super lame. Uh-huh. You guys, here's a slingshot motorcycle bike trike. That is not what that is. I sure it is. For sale, custom slingshot motorcycle or reverse trike motorcycle. Wait, that's not what that word is. <laughs> Clear or reverse or reverse reverse. No, that's reverse. That's not spelled right. Yes, is it? Is. it? Yes, are you it is. sure? Yes. The mead is going to your head. No, there's something wrong with that word. Nope. 
Reverse strike motorcycle, clear title, clean, fun, more room for passengers, six-cylinder blowers, fun, powerful bike. Call me for more information on it. Make a reasonable offer. So it looks as though someone has made... Oh, you're right. That is spelled right. Yes. Yeah. So this is a thing. That is not a slingshot. There is is parts of a Goldwing uh, on something. Uh, I don't know what the six-cylinder motor is. (laughs) <laughs> but I love the fact that every one of these pictures tells a different strange story. There's this old guy sitting on it. Uh-huh. Like Father Time is sitting on it. Uh-huh. Looking like not super into it. He doesn't look like he wants to sell he it. He doesn't look at all like he wants to sell it. He's is that just, the gas tank he's sitting on? I don't know. I think so. I live so. in fear. I think that's I, a gas that tank. That is indeed the gas tank. You're right. It's yep. like a car's gas tank. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, it is a car with a motorcycle back wheel. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, and he's just like sitting on it, like puttering on it. Like it looks like somebody just like found him in his yard and took pictures of him, like sitting <laughs> on it. to sell it. Yeah, it's well, got a car well, front end. As his dog looks on from the porch, and you know the oh, puppy busted ass van in the background hangs out. And this dude is part of the shadow economy. This is a super shadow economy. This guy, this guy, this is like one of the major shadow economy hubs. This is father this time is- of the shadow economy. Yes, he's got a shadow economy washing machine on his porch. <laughs> yes, he does. This this guy is this is and a this, door, yeah. mm-hmm. couple doors looks like yeah. This is the shadow economy like hub in the area. Like when the shadow economy guys are looking. Wait wait, go back a picture. Out. Okay, going back a picture. So you're sitting. Oh okay, and mm-hmm. so is that the clutch? I I I yes, I think it must be the clutch because it's a car engine. In the front. Yeah okay, so that's yeah. a foot clutch. Yeah, so it's got all car controls, and it's only the only motorcycleness of it is that he appears to have taken vetter luggage and like some harley luggage and kind of whacked it on there yeah seems to be the the outcome there are no pictures of the mechanicals other than like this old guy and like here's a bad picture of a bumper and it's blurry you think this got power steering i can only assume because if it didn't there's a video there's a video i will be dipped in shit we're gonna go watch this video listeners The best medium for watching videos. It's oh, okay. the dude. It's it's the video of the dude, and he's still just like sitting there, like huh? he just has screen caps. Just like, what am I doing on this? Is it running? Is that the noise from the motor? God, if, yeah, it is running. What is that motor? Six cylinder. It looks like a V six, and it's got stuff on it, and. He's just like chilling. It's got a sound system. Well, of course it has a sound system. You wouldn't buy this without beats. <laughs> Fuck. I love the twin um, yes, the, air intakes, the, cold the, air intakes. Yes, the twin cold air intakes in the front. And he's just like chilling. He's like, yep, I'm hanging out, man. What's up? He has no idea where he is. I think so. <laughs> I think honestly, this is like, hey, dad, sit on this. Do I have to? Yes. All right. You oh, want your gruel? God. <laughs> No, there it is. That that happened. That I did not learn anything new about it no. from watching the video. But it does look it, put it, together with care and some skill. Yeah, it, it, it looks as though it was assembled with skill. It is just beyond weird. You think it's yep. registered as a motorcycle or a car? I'm gonna say car because of the motor and all the steering and stuff is all the car stuff. Just guessing. I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on the VIN number, right? Yeah. But what if, what if Chuck, here's, here's the important question. 
what if you thought this was backwards? What if like Tadpole wasn't your jam? Uh huh. What if you needed something that was more of the more classic Delta trike? Sure. I would need a custom trike with V6 and auto transmission for $15,000. Mm. Custom built trike, 4.3 V6 engine, fuel injected engine, automatic transmission, and rear end are from 98 GMC Sonoma Extreme. Why is everybody making these out, making these out of pickup trucks? Harley Davidson seat, including passenger seat, Harley Davidson hand controls, 56 millimeter demon cycle front end, biggest inverted aftermarket front end made. Hmm. Custom-built stainless steel gas tank, 10 to 12 gallons. Paint is base and clear coat. Trike was inspected and title made by Kentucky. <laughs> Which Cash and only. that's how you know it's good. Cash only. Pickup only. Call if interested only. Bring two kidneys. <laughs> Yet another, we've made a trike out of something. Yeah, and again, and something else that looks well put looks together. Extremely well put together, but... No. Why? <laughs> but, but, and hear me out does, on this, why? How does the steering work on that thing? It's got big, long linkage rods. Oh, go my God. So, so this is actually a thing. So, especially with the Delta trikes, right? You know, so you, you say this is actually a thing, like that makes it normal. <laughs> so, you never noticed how the Delta trikes tend to be really fucking long? No. Okay, well, they are. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Rollover? Yes, exactly. Think of where your tip over lines are when you're seated on a Delta trike. Yeah. I mean, they're literally like under your elbows. No. And if you're seated in a normal, like if you were in a Harley trike and you were up forward there, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, your elbows are outside the tip over lines. Yeah. Like if you're holding a drink and you hold it out too far, You'll you're putting over. weight over the tip over line. So God forbid you go into a corner with anything resembling speed. Right. So what they do a lot with a lot of these is they make them long as shit. <laughs> and so you're sitting like basically at the extreme ass end of it uh-huh. so that you're still inside the tip over lines uh-huh. no <laughs> that's uh that's a no no come on only parts of the engine are outside the tip over lines <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine Chuck. it needs two giant cold air intakes or i'm not interested oh i see how it is but wait chuck this has a major advantage over the other one okay in this one has one big thing going for it. Yes. It blew. It blew. Mm-hmm. And it has motorcycle controls. Yes. Yes, it does, in fact, have motors. Well, because I no, see a pedal. Strictly speaking, it does not, in fact, have motorcycle controls. I thought it said it did. Oh, does it? Let's look. Oh, it does have motorcycle controls. Oh, neat. Of a sort, but it also sort has of. pedals. Yeah, I think that's the brake Is pedal. Is that the rear brake? Peg- no, those are pegs so you can put your feet up and be like, Okay. I'm super bad on my track, and also it's not very po- comfortable to put your feet. But I mean, is that the rear brake then, right there under your? I assume so. Yes. Right. Yeah, I assume the right foot How would be the shift? rear brake. Um, carefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's an automatic transmission. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, automatic you transmission. Don't. Okay. It's a planetary automatic. It's just oh, for you. Which, right. if you're in a corner, can be really exciting. <laughs> oh no god! You know, I always wanted a '98 GMC Sonoma Extreme. I, I won't lie, actually, around that time, if somebody had given me any kind of pickup truck, I would have been like the happiest kid in the world. <laughs> Keyword being kid. Like 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 everyone else of just got a driver's license age yeah. in Vermont. If someone gave me a pickup truck, life would be good. <laughs> what if they gave you that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Can I trade this for a pickup truck? As it was, I got a Mercury Tracer hatchback, which, you know, let's be fair, could be worse. That ain't bad. It's technically a car. I had a Mazda 626. 
Oh, you six two six. Oh well, the tracer is actually a three two three with a uh, with a mod, with a uh, automatic seatbelt. Ooh, fancy. yeah. Look at look at Mister Fancy Car over Fuck here. Fuck yeah, yeah. Looks Jesus. like a trunk big enough to have sex in. Mm. Yeah, no, that tracer definitely didn't have that. Um, Ask me how I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will not, sir. <laughs> I have considered your offer. <laughs> And I am rejecting it. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Flexible little Japanese girl, just say it. Thank you for your patronage. <laughs> I miss being Please a come again. <laughs> I miss high school. Oh, man. So, as you have a big Chevy symbol, that's just taking five grand off the value of that. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. Here it goes. 158,000 miles? Well, where do you... You don't, you don't make this strike out of an engine from a new truck, Chuck. <laughs> I have this brand new truck. Maybe I'll make this fucking trike out of it. You know someone no. would. No. Kentucky. No. Kentucky. Is there a truck with less than 100,000 miles in Kentucky? Is it legal to have a truck with less than 100,000 miles and no rust in Kentucky? Well, I was driving through. <laughs> City Slicker didn't know what he was doing. Oh, man. He stayed in the wrong town after sundown. There are some weird and unexplainable things in these classifieds, Chuck. Yep. Things that are so unexplained, I could almost call them paranormal. Okay, so we're on with Miranda Young, a.k.a. the Ghost Biker. Cue scary theremin sound. Who, as it happens, is also the... Actor slash creator slash chief cook and bottle washer slash uh, caterer slash writer of the show, Ghost Biker, of the mm -hmm. same name. Just never put the words ghost and pimp together in any combination whatsoever for oh. your show. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get sued. And again. you'll be fine. No, no, I didn't put them together. Oh. They were separated by, by punctuation. And. Yeah. Okay. Long story. Hi, Miranda. Hey, how are you? We're great. So for those who may not have seen Ghost Biker and are frantically Googling it right now, hopefully you're not on your bike listening to this while you Google it, you freaking weirdos. Um, Ghost Biker is uh, a show on YouTube where Miranda rides her sporty around and investigates stories of ghosts mm -hmm. in various towns around, which sounds like a really good way to turn riding into a job. Good job. Miranda. Thanks. Thanks. I'm trying my best at it. So, so I got to start with the obvious question of what... What possessed you to make this possessed? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was a ghost. <laughs> it was a alert. dark and stormy night. Miranda was talking to the wheel next. Well, you know, those ghosts that will get in your car whenever you're driving across the bridge, they, they like to get on the back of your bike, too. So, you know, um, no, when I was uh, I've always been interested in it since I was a kid. And uh, about nearly 10 years ago, I had a guy uh, at one of my former jobs approach me. Uh, he was in HR. He knew my photography background. And he approached me about looking at some, the way he phrased it was some weird photography. And um, I'm down for that. Well, well usually when a girl gets asked, that, that goes in a way. Guy, guy asked a pretty girl, you want to get into some weird photography? <laughs> I got some pictures to show you. So what happened after you maced him? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, I, I, I looked at the photos and uh, he told me he was a paranormal investigator. And uh, basically what he wanted me to do was look at and see if I could debunk some of the images, um, you know, make sure they weren't dust, which is kind of a common thing or uh, just some kind of weird orbs. photography anomaly. Yeah, those sure. dusty orbs. Um, or somebody somebody developing it weird or exactly something. exactly and of course with digital photography you run into a whole gamut of of strange things that you wouldn't necessarily get from film photography so mm-hmm. um so i looked at quite a few pictures and i was able to debunk some and then others i was able to label as unexplained i never real never really will label anything as paranormal usually most of the time sure. it's it's unexplained um so uh so anyways yeah i've looked at those photos and um they they invited me on uh, an investigation to kind of pay me back for for uh looking at the photos and I had a lot of luck um wait 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 so you he showed you some pictures that were weird <laughs> And then he was like, hey, you want to go hang out all night with me in this dark and lonely place? Pretty much. Him and a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You know, when someone says, hey, you want to go hang out in an abandoned, supposedly haunted building? You know, why not? Um, Dear Penthouse Forum, (laughs) I never thought it could happen to me. The funny thing is, I think it depends on the type of person. I see a lot of people being like, hell no. And I can see other people who clearly include Miranda being like, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I took a friend with me. I actually took my sister-in-law with me. And uh, so so we went. It was actually a a Mexican restaurant that's on a um, a local one that's on a pier. and uh, A haunted Mexican restaurant? Oh, my God. I can't believe that's a thing. Is that it? Wait, is that in season two? Please say that. No, it's not. It was, I was actually a oh. member of that team. Um, but now some of the videos from uh, where I was on the team is, is actually on there. But, uh, okay. but yeah, no, they had a lot of strange things happening because it was right there on the water. Um, they had a kid who had drowned in a boating accident. Um, there was a lady who was, she had a seat at the bar and so she liked to frequent that area. Um, we would get a lot of activity. I actually had a drink with her, had a, it's kind of weird. I had a girl's night with her and, um, wait, you had a girl's night with the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. We sat down and we had a drink together. Um, like I said, I know that sounds strange, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we had a drink together and then, um, there's also a security guard who would, uh, walk around that had a heart attack and ended up falling in the water. Oh yeah. So, um, so that night, so don't have a restaurant near water is what I'm hearing. It will cost you a lot in insurance. Well, not a Mexican restaurant for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I got a lot of class A EVPs that night and, um, you know, a lot of different activity. I was touched. And um, was any of it in Spanish? Actually, yes. Uh, a couple okay. of yeah, a couple of the EVPs. We had a lot of flashlight activity and a couple of the EVPs were actually uh, in Spanish. We um, had a male voice. Yeah. Hola. And um, I feel like there was something else that was said, but that was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, something senorita, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so for me, the the now I can tell you that the uh, the total number of ghost shows that I have watched now is one. Uh, oh man, ghost I, biker! I've watched so, a lot of ghost so, shows. So fill, fill me in on some of the and the other listeners who are now they've watched one now that they've watched Ghost Biker in on some of the jargon here. So you talk about EVPs, Class A. So I'm hearing there's there's clearly like a like a 
ranking? A ranking for and electronic a, voice phenomenon. That's right. That's right. Um, oh. Yeah, and, and just this is my thing. <laughs> okay. And just to say, you know, I I don't I actually don't watch a lot of the paranormal entertainment shows either. Uh, I started out back in the day with Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures before you know Zach mm-hmm. started getting mm-hmm. possessed by everything. Um, <laughs> I just like to watch him squeal and run away from stuff like snakes, exactly, and spiders, and and you know that's one of that for me that's one of the scariest things that's in a lot of these locations are the um, animals or the non paranormal, very explained with teeth. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but back to your question, yeah, um, you know, EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon. Um, for me, those are the ones that are the most convincing, um, you know, because my background is in photography. Um, a lot of the time I can explain a lot of the stuff that's, that's, that's caught on there. But if you're in a location alone and you're obviously, you know, female and get a male's voice, or if you're with a group of females or, or if you're with a group of adults and you get a child's voice, it's for me, those are things that are, are more convincing because I have no real explanation for that. Um, Mm. The class A ones are the ones that are very clear. Um, whenever, whenever I'm classifying something as to whether I'm going to put it on my show or just release it, I usually listen to it three times. And mm-hmm. if some of them are very obvious, some of them are not. And then whenever I get ready to rip the audio and put it in there, uh, into the video, sometimes it will be, you know, it's, it goes through a compression. So if it loses the quality, I feel like if if I have a hard time hearing it and if I have a hard time understanding it, um, I won't put it on there. You know, if in doubt, I'll I'll throw it out. Um, sure. You know, same. This, this is why you're not on Discovery Channel in some of those shows that, you know, that, that someone's foot hitting something. They're like, there it is. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I started with a team. And so. Um, there was five of us on the team and, you know, we were always, when we would hear something, we would send messages to each other. We were very, very, uh, particular about what we would put out because you do run the risk of noise contamination, especially in a lot of these abandoned buildings where there's no windows, you know, depending on whether a road is nearby or, um, you know, a restaurant or something like that. Um, that could be nearby that could cause some kind of noise contamination. So again, if we're ever in doubt, the only time I really like to put anything up there is if it's something that I just can't classify as, as being explained. Mm -hmm. What geographical region do you cover? Uh, Really about anywhere. Um, I'm here in Tennessee and so uh, Southeast Tennessee, I cover, um, just in this past year uh, for season two, and we've actually been filming some for season three, um, Florida we went down to central Florida um, mm-hmm. over North Carolina, um, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually do a lot of civil war uh, battlefields. Or? We have done quite a few of those um, just okay. because of the nature of the area that we're in. Sure. Um but yeah, it's pretty much anything goes, anything from home residential, I've done quite a few of those, to um, just, you know, your big commercial places. I kind of, you know, I did a lot of the commercial places when I was with the team, but my show tends to focus more on the small town areas because those are places mm-hmm. that 
that, um, you know, they're, well, they're non-commercial and they haven't been investigated very much. Um, and, you know, my, my thing is, it's like you'd be hard pressed to really to, to take a map and close your eyes and put a put your fingers somewhere on the map and not find a town that doesn't have some kind of local story or legend that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people know, or even, you know, even like some kind of strange building, you know, that people don't really know what happened there, you know, we'll go mm-hmm. explore that. Um, mm-hmm. so really, you know, especially being with the bike, you know, and being bikers, you guys know, it's, it's not always about the destination. It's about the ride. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, with, with that, that really kind of opens me up to, to really anywhere, but, Currently, I've been sticking with uh, the the southeast, but uh, I've actually got an investigation up in Massachusetts at uh, the Lizzie Borden House in uh, November. Ah, nice. Massachusetts in November. Yes. You have fun with that, Southerner. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> at least it won't be hot and humid. Well, that that is true. That's true. true. <laughs> That's true. So what, one of the things I actually really loved, loved about the show is, you know, and I, I, I say this is the only one I've watched because it's the only one I've actually watched and chosen to watch more of. Um, cause I've seen half episodes in hotels of, you know, whatever's on for other ghost shows. And there's a lot. Oh yeah. yeah there's a lot. I, I actually like the, I don't know how to put it, the smallness of it. Yes. Cause like intimacy. everything you do feels like, okay, this is something I could actually go see. Yeah. Not like, you know, oh, this is a big, set piece this is like this is actually just a thing she's going right there and there it is and it's her and it seems like maybe one other one person. other person yeah my uh you know we set it up kind of vlog style uh or small episode um the guy that travels with me um my videographer and uh, co-producer josh uh he's not a paranormal investigator um it just but does he ride no he doesn't ride so so he kind of he gets to be my shit hauler sometimes um (laughs) you know i actually i i I keep my i keep my equipment small and um just because i am on the bike but sometimes when i'm doing larger places i may need to pack a few other things so he does help with that but um but no we set it up to where i could either film by myself or film with uh, with him, and uh, the whole goal of of this whole process was, you know, I was with the team, and um, you know, pretty much on the weekends or anytime I'm not at work, or if I'm even traveling with work, I would always go out either on my bike or uh, in my jeep or wherever, and um, just investigate, you know, different either supposed haunted locations or abandoned locations. And I started taking a lot of pictures and I would post those on my social media and people would ask questions about the place. And then they would ask if I had investigated it. And um, so that, you know, became the idea to put it on the video and document that. Um, But I wanted some, I wanted to hit places that even if you didn't have paranormal activity at the location, you would still have a really cool story that could carry the episode. And um, I set my episodes. I wanted them to be anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes long because a lot of the people, when they sit down to watch a lot of the paranormal shows now, uh, especially the web series, 
they're, they may be an hour or longer and they're hard to, to keep up and hard to follow. And a lot of the time they're repeating themselves and everything. So my goal was to keep it like a woman's skirt long enough to cover all the important parts, but short enough to uh, keep interest. So, uh, <laughs> So I wanted, I was looking. But your show's not five minutes long. <laughs> well, you know, I'm tall, so they got to be a little bit longer, you know, otherwise. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, they, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I wanted something to where if you're sitting at work and wanted to take a break, you could click to it. And uh, you could watch it or if you were going to sit down in the evening, you wouldn't look at it and see this daunting, you know, hour long video that I've got to commit this much time. So Mm -hmm. my show's three parts. Um, The first part is is a travel sort of that you're going to see that more in the second season than you did in the first. But it's it's a travel to this small town or this location. I talk about the kind of set in the state. Exactly. I talk about the city, uh, try to give some kind of interesting fact about the location that, uh, that we're going to be at. And then, and then I tell the story. So the story is, and that's what a lot of the shows are lacking is the actual history or the story of the place. And mm-hmm. yeah, cause sometimes it seems like they're just, we're just walking in this house. Why? Cause we heard stuff. Exactly. Well, like, what stuff? Right. Scary. Cool stuff? Scary stuff? Weird? I mean, give me something, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the first episode in season one, um, The Bleeding Mausoleum uh, in Cleveland, Tennessee, the um, a lot of the people who live in Cleveland had contacted me afterwards, and they were like, you know, I've always seen this mausoleum here. I knew the story that it was of Nina Cragmouse. But I never knew the whole the whole history of her family and how mm-hmm. tragic it was. So I got a lot of that. That was the moment in which I was hooked. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, cool. and uh, so that's what we try to do. And uh, you know, I've got a lot of people. You know, my demographic is uh, history people, bikers, and then also paranormal. And so I try to get a little something for everybody. Um, you know, a lot of the people who, who watch are not even actually paranormal fans, but they've found that they've really been interested in it because the story. You know. I was going to, I was going to say the very thing is that the history comes out and I'm yeah. like, Ooh, exactly. And the paranormal goes and I'm like, okay, this is weird. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and but the history is I'm, I'm hooked by the history part of it because you'd never know the history of a lot of these little places if someone didn't you know, tell you. Exactly. And, and it may even be something so simple as that building that you pass every day on your way to work that you just don't know what's in it. And um, there may be something tragic that happened there or it may just be a strange abandoned building. So. um so, yeah, that's what we try to hit with this. And I found it's been pretty successful. Um, the biggest complaint that I've had, actually the only complaint, has been that they do wish it was longer. So, um, you know, some of the episodes in, in season two and, of course, the season finale that we did live uh, last last season, mm-hmm. it was longer. But, um, right. but yeah, it's... That was a two-part thing. It right? was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, so yeah, it's been uh it's been kind of cool how it's how it's worked out that uh you know, we have captured all three of those demographics because honestly, when when you when you get to a location, 
um, you know, one episode, it, there's a big process to putting one of these episodes together. And what I'll do is, is, uh, I read a lot of books, uh, from these towns. They're sort of like the local, um, stories from those areas. And I find what, if somebody's not contacted me, I'll find one that's interesting. So I've got to research it, you know, on several different levels, not just, you know, from the one book I'm reading. Um, <laughs> find the history about it and um, write it up, go to the location. And so you can have this really cool story written, but then it's kind of like when you go to do the investigation, it's sort of like you never know if your actors are going to show up, you know, for filming. And, um, you know, we've been very fortunate that uh, I, I tend to get a lot of activity wherever I go. But again, that goes back to what I was saying. If, if by some chance, the episode um, doesn't have any paranormal activity. I, my hope is that the story is interesting enough to carry the episode. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, too, just because you don't get activity that night doesn't mean that there's something, not anything there. Um, that's why I like to investigate several times if possible. It could just be an off night. There could be several different factors causing there to not be activity. But because um, I've done lives and stuff where, you know, there's there's nothing. But to me, that's that's a good exercise to show people that one, everything is not always how it is on television. Um, and <laughs> you've broken their hearts. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and so, you know, so it doesn't always happen like you think it would. And two, it's uh, you know, that's just how it is. Sometimes it's 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 you're sitting in a room talking to thin air. You know, rather than, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something always happening. Mm -hmm. So if if a listener is interested in getting into paranormal investigation, I, I assume there must be situations where you can't actually go into a place because it's not yours. Um, but what's what's kind of the what's the starter pack? I mean, how do you how do you kind of get started? You know, there's there's a lot of different teams that will have events um, that people can go to um, a lot of these different commercial locations. Um, I did an event back in, um, in December at uh, the Hell's Bar Dam here in uh, uh, Chattanooga area. And, you know, Ghost Adventures has been there. There's been several different people that have been there. It, it, they have a lot of activity. Um, people can come and they can investigate. It was myself and four other um, people who were the, the tour guides and we took them. They, they could bring any of their equipment. They could use some of ours. So that's an option. Um, my advice on one is to, you know, my favorite tool is just a simple digital recorder. And I feel like, you know, and if you're, if you're patient and calm and you just go in with the right, um, Right, men, uh, mental, you know, mindset. yeah, thank you. Uh, if you go in with the right mindset, um, just having the recorder and asking questions can really, that can go a long ways. Um, you know, having a digital camera, that's good. And, um, you know, I like to use dousing rods, which are just, um, you know, we call them witching rods. They're what we use, the old timers used to use to find water. And, um, so, you know, it, you can get, I mean, some of the equipment can get pretty expensive. Um, I keep it pretty simple. That's what I would suggest is finding someone that goes and, uh, just 
you know, getting, getting a recorder and I wouldn't trespass, you know, I know a lot of the urban, the urbex people, and, and I do a lot of urban exploration as well, but, um, if there's no trespassing signs, I, I don't, I don't go up in the Probably not well, a good idea uh, to well, trespass. Well, if you see the no tre- trespassing <laughs> signs, then obviously you would obey them. So okay. you're saying maybe the ghost covered it up? Well, you know, just like we always ride at the posted limit. <laughs> always. You, we. Exclusively. Always obey the no trespassing signs. I observe all posted limits and Indeed. signs. That's right. You know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting you brought up the dowsing rods because, mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen very many investigators use dowsing rods. I mean, the, the, the EVP, the, the digital recorder, the ghost box, well, um, I, that kind of stuff I'm pretty used to, but the dowsing rod was pretty new to me. What? Now, what forgive, got you to do for, that? Forgive me for asking, though, because mm-hmm. the, the, I, I, grow, growing up in Vermont, a water witch can make good use of a dowsing rod, but anybody else is just a stick. Right. Are you a witch? <laughs> well, if I told you, know, you, she calls it she calls it the witch sticks, but yeah, it's a water yeah. witch can use a stick or you know just point at a map with stuff. That's true, you know, because there are the certain kind of sticks that uh, um, they're forked. These are actually copper copper rods, and they are. Oh, they're not coat hangers. Do what? They're not coat hangers. Y- you can actually make them out of coat hangers. I've. That's what I thought mm-hmm. they what people did with. You know, that's what it looked like. Yeah, people will make those. Um, these are actually some that that I purchased um, from uh, from one of the old old timey stores. Um, a witch. But they. You bought it from a witch. You can say it. <laughs> well, you know Amazon. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, now they, uh, they free spin in those, uh, those little, they're, they're kind of in these, these little tubes and they free spin and, mm-hmm. uh, they've actually got some new ones now that are electronic. Uh, I've never used those, but they glow in the dark. What? Yeah. Uh, so how do you make an electronic witching stick? <sighs> I'm not sure. I've never used them, these, but, uh, these sound like the little bent rods that a map dazer uses to me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there you can use something like that. Anything that, like I said, you can use coat hangers. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. There's uh, another set that's similar to it that that I'd seen someone had made out of. I think it was just some copper wire. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's different ways. I, I'm wanting to try to find a way to kind of rig them up to where you know they're sitting kind of in a stand. And I'm not having to hold them because I get a lot of questions, you know, oh, her hands are moving them or whatever. But Yeah. Are you subconsciously influencing exactly. it, that kind of thing? Like with the planchette on Ouija. Board exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, so I mean, what got you into using the dowsing rods? That's what I'm really curious about. You know, I was on an investigation uh, at a prison up in northeast Tennessee. And uh, one of the ladies was there and she was using them. And so okay. I've. I, observed her and saw her that she was getting a lot of really good activity. And, you know, for some people it works and some, it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. This goes to my theory of it works for the water, witch and for everybody else. To stick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's when I started trying those and, and uh, had good, good luck. And usually if I'm somewhere uh, in at either like a speaking event or just kind of out with friends investigating, I, I want them to use my rods so that they can see, you know, just, just how, how challenging they are to use and that it's not something you can't really, when they're spinning, you can't really stop them. 
And, you know, one of the, um, one of the, the, the uh, experiments I like to do is I like to say, for instance, you know, I did it when I was up at Waverly Hills. Um, you know, they've got, uh, they've got the doctors, they've got the patients, they've got the nurse that hung herself. Uh, they've got the children who were there, random animals. Um, <clears throat> so what I did, that place is freaky. It, Mad it really freaky. is. And so what I did was I printed out pictures, printed out pictures of the nurse, of one of the doctors that worked there, um, some children playing, um, just kind of a random patient, and then just a random picture of like a dog. And so I had one of the guys that was with me, and this was when I was with the team. I had him blindfold me and put noise-canceling headphones on. And we actually did this on a live. And so I held the rods and ask questions. And so he spaced those pictures kind of in a semicircle around me. So I didn't know where anything was. And so when we were asking these questions about, you know, who, who are we speaking with? Can you point the rods at the nurse? Can you do this? Can you do that? It was actually interacting and pointing. And I like to do stuff like that just to kind of prove that, I mean, I don't know where the picture of the doctor is or the nurse is. So whenever they go to point to that, uh, there's really no way that I could subliminally or subconsciously be influencing that with it because I wouldn't know. Sure. So at what level of evidence does paranormal become just normal, though? That's a good question, actually. Um, you know, when you do it all the time, <laughs> certain, when certain things happen, it just kind of, becomes a uh, well you know tuesday yeah pretty much another little child disembodied voice nah, whatever i'm gonna get a copy pretty much because you know <laughs> things will follow you home sometimes but um you know that's why you have to say goodbye to the ouija board. you know i will not use a ouija board or let anyone on my show use a ouija board there's there's certain things that you know to each their own and i'm you know whatever someone wants to do, but I am not a Ouija board or a seance uh, person. I'm, I'm more, I don't want to say scientific, but more just kind of go in and, and, and people will debate and say that the rods are kind of like a Ouija board. Um, they're all, you know, um, divining tools, you know, to communicate. Right. But, uh, and of course a lot of that is all about intent, but, yeah, there's there's certain things that uh, that I won't do. <laughs> do you think the Ouija board's a little too creepy? Um, you know, there's there's a case that uh, we've been working on actually for the last year that was uh, brought on by a Ouija board. Um, I, you know, I just I, I feel like it's a I feel I kind of feel like it's a portal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Something a little too uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know it's one of those things where people will say it's a child's toy and everything, but when, sure. you, yeah. when you go back and look at the history and how far this thing goes back, you know, the Ouija board was actually created as a tool, uh, back in the day when, um, I hesitate to say Puritans may not be Puritans, but back in the day when, when, you know, people courting each other, touching was, was, uh, a taboo. And so, um, you know, it was it was created as a game to where a couple could sit across from each other and then they would touch hands, you know, on the planchette and ask questions. And so it was sort of a dating game. 
And then, wait, wait, wait. The Ouija board was was pre-electricity phone sex. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Texting. Sexting. Sexting. <laughs> Send news. 16th century text sexting. <laughs> Send ye nude. I mean, the ghost said it. But you know, it's uh, it, it was originally take it, off yon top. Show your ankles. <laughs> show yon ankle. <laughs> yon or excuse me, yay, that is hot. <laughs> that be inflammatory. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was created for a different intent. And then mm. over time, you know, the ownership of it changed hands and so did the direction of what it was used for. And, uh, you know, so that's where it kind of turned hands and became um, the tool that it's known for today. Speaking of speaking of products that have changed hands, how's that for a segue? <laughs> Talk to us about your bike. How how did you? Let's start with what are you currently riding? Oh We've yeah, seen you're the sports supposed to ride the a show. Bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what 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 are you riding most of the time these days? Uh, I ride an 883 Iron. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I love the uh, Softail Slim right now. Um, that's what that's what I'm I'm really liking. But uh, yeah, I ride an 883 Iron. And uh, that was my first bike was uh, a Vulcan 750, I think a 94. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was it was kind of a maintenance hog there. But um, yes. Yeah. And and so I, I fell in love. I've always liked the I've always liked the sporty since I was really, really young. And I knew pretty quick that when I got this one, I would quote unquote, outgrow it, you know, cause it's not, uh, you know, the most powerful bike, but uh, until you make some minor mods, at which point it runs away from all the other Harleys <laughs> and you laugh at them with one finger in the air. Have fun old people. <laughs> exactly. We have opinion. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I love it. I fell in love with the, uh, the paint job on it and the black motor. And I just, I, I love the look mm-hmm. of it. And so I went ahead and, and it's thematic. Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh it's the matte black, black black in uh, all black. Are you going to go to Bobby McGee's? You know, I've never been. I, I would like to. I have several friends. I wonder how hard it would be to get a get an investigation in there. If he's like on the uh, Disneyland e-ticket level. <laughs> I always wonder like how much he wants to charge people to go there. <laughs> um, I I don't think it's too bad. I don't think. That one would be really interesting. He has a hole to hell in his basement. You know, I oh. have several people, several friends that have gone there, and they actually said the basement was not the creepiest part. And Really? Yeah. And uh, the part of the problem is is the location of it being so close uh, close to the road there. They say there's a lot of noise pollution, but... But uh, that's definitely one of the places. It's actually not that far. It's only about two and a half hours from from where I live. Mm-hmm. We're, we've got like a pretty famous one out here called Asylum 49. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because during the Halloween season, it's run as a haunted house. And then the rest of the year, people actually go in and do investigation. 
That's pretty cool. We've got a couple of those around here, um, but I, I've never heard of that. Uh, I'd actually like to get out west and uh, do some exploring out there because I know you guys have got some some really cool places out there. Well, it won't be Civil War ghosts, but there's uh, there's there's enough cowboy ghosts more than you can shake a dozen <laughs> out out here. What's the best piece of evidence you've collected? Probably. Well, there's there's a couple of those, um, you know, on on my season two or I'm sorry, season one um, episode two. Available now. That's right. Um, on season one, on episode two, um, we caught what what appears to be a um, uh, oh, the face. Yeah, looking through the window. Yeah, um, that's probably the best visual evidence that I've caught. Um, the best EVP evidence, and this is something that's actually going to be in season two. Um, I spent the night in uh, Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary up in uh, mm-hmm. East Tennessee, and I slept in this area called the Hole, and it was their solitary confinement area. And um, pitch black, you know, just I mean these horrible, horrible condition cells. Um, I slept about three hours in there and I got three minutes and 30 seconds of just class A EVPs, everything from, I won't go into the details of everything that, that I caught, but everything from just speaking directly to me to, Mm. um, uh, activity that was just going on around it. That's probably more residual type activity. So there was intelligent and residual activity going on inside. I thought the face was really cool, but I was also iffy about the way it moved Yeah, because it looked like it moved with you. So it, it was almost like I kept thinking, well, what if there's a, something on funky her, reflection or yeah, something? some sort of funky reflection, like on the back of your hoodie or something, you know, so whatever, whatever you were wearing. Yeah. Because it moved right, it synced right with the way she was moving. Hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the things, um, you know, and, and I totally welcome, you know, somebody that's either, uh, I don't But it looked totally cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a slower video that uh, we put up that's um, slower, at, we've slowed down, and you can see more of the detail of it. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I do to try to kind of combat uh, you know, reflections and that sort of thing is, you know, people say, you know, the, the stereotypical emo all wearing all black stuff, but I actually do it because, um, one, because when I'm doing the show, I don't really want to wear any recognizable logos. And, um, yeah. two, I don't really want to wear anything reflective or anything that's going to show up. Um, that could be exactly in the great weird light. Exactly. Yeah. You, you are now the unexplained event. Exactly. Uh, oops. I mean, I'm, I'm a graphic designer uh, in my day job. And so, you know, I'm not a moody graphic designer when I wear black. I, I wear black because it helps with, you know, dealing with the color on the screen. So you wear black, you light a lot of candles and you seem to like wine. <laughs> I'm 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 sensing a pattern. She's <laughs> drinking whiskey right now, Chuck. Well, yeah, but in the show, she's busting out wine That's left true. and right. That's true. <laughs> and she talks about it too. Like, is the oh, wine this, an act? This wine needs to breathe. <laughs> this wine has character. <laughs> Every ghost she runs into, she thinks is a lush. <laughs> well, you know, 
they, they it works for trigger items, you know. Um, I've I've done well, especially some... the lady on the bar stool, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. it doesn't matter if it's a lady, an old man, a five year old child. She's offering them wine. Hey, you know, I've offered <laughs> I've offered a lot worse for a lot less, you know. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I took a uh, you know actually one of the cooler experiments was when I was in the prison. I actually took a uh, took a porn mag in there, and. Uh, You'd be surprised at the activity that, um, you know, that. Oh, man, the EVP, get off of that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. This is uncomfortable. (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) I I have questions. (laughs) But no, it's a look at different different opportunities. Um, You know, there's and kind of outside the box things. You know, people will always take cigarettes to a prison. Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a knife, exactly. A, a Shank, shiv. Yeah, shiv, those sort of things. The stereotypical thing X that they saw in a movie once. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about, like, the people who like to challenge the ghosts or call uh-huh. out the ghosts? You know. No, I'm not talking about Zach from Ghost <laughs> Adventures at all. <laughs> you know, there is a time and a place for certain things, but, you know, these. It, you know, if you go by the mindset that these were once people, you know, I, I think you need to be respectful. I think you've got to be respectful of the location and you need to be respectful of the entities. And um, that's one of the things that that I feel like has caused myself to get a lot of different activity is I don't go in with that approach. Um, mm. You know, I mean, Knowing your audience is is important. So if you're, you know, if you're in a prison and you're approaching it from a prison guard point of view, um, then you might be more challenging um, and, and you'll get different activity. You know, I was in a, a prison um, down in uh, uh, Gainesville a few weeks ago, and it was in a, a lot of these places are not in very good areas. And so most of the time I do, I, you know, if I'm in a state that allows it, then, um, I'm, I'm usually carrying. And so, um, we got different activity. It was just myself and I'm going to make you a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, it's the living that's more scaring, scary than the, than the dead. But, um, it was just myself and another lady who were, who was actually in the prison and uh, we both had our pistols and we were not getting very much activity at all and had this. I mean, they, the activity we were getting, it was almost very um, almost like it didn't not really challenging, but just kind of kind of ornery in a way. And um, I had this idea to take and, and just, you know, take our guns off and uh, sit them in a different location and the activity totally changed from that. So I don't know if they knew and sensed that it was, um, you know, from more of a prison guard kind of mm. uh, point of view or, or what. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the night before I had investigated at a, uh, a house where two gangsters had been murdered and we actually used the pistol as a trigger item and it got a lot of lot of different activities. So, you know, I think I think it all just depends on where you're at. I don't really ever feel it's OK to really challenge or um, 
you know, uh, um, berate them or, or just, you know, do, do kind of like ghost adventures or some of those shows do go in really aggressive. I feel that there, there has to be a sense of respect, um, you know, in some instances or most instances. Last question for Mm -hmm. me. What's your dream investigation spot? Oh, wow. That's, that is a tough one. Um, Hmm. You know, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I would love to go either over to, I would love to go to Chernobyl, um, more so for, more so for the photography aspect and just kind of Mm -hmm. being in this abandoned town. Uh, they do tours now. That's what I heard. Um, I heard yeah. you can actually go. It's 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 actually not very expensive. I think maybe like a hundred dollars a day or something. Uh, yeah, there's guided tours through Chernobyl. Stop looking at me like that. I'm done having kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to go there, um, and then possibly um, the uh, Suicide Island there in. Um, oh, I'm trying to or the Suicide Forest. Sorry, I think. Oh, in Japan. Japan. Yes. Yes. I think that would be interesting just because it's just because of the stories that are behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All all I know about that forest is the debacle at Chuck's house. (laughs) (laughs) What debacle, Todd? Because of what? With Shelly? Didn't somebody bring something from there? Oh, yeah. My brother-in-law brought the rock from the the forest. And uh, yeah, I'm half Japanese. Okay. Um. So my brother-in-law, who has nothing to do with Japan, went as part of his Air Force thing, and he brought back rocks from the forest and gave one of them to us. And my wife flipped out because she was she is very sensitive to the sure. idea of having objects like that. Yeah. So I had to find someone else to take it. Yeah, it was it was a sufficiently bad situation that I heard about it. Oh wow! <laughs> Apropos of nothing, she thought it was the stupidest thing in the world for him to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I've had some uh, friends who have taken some stuff from different locations and have had stuff stuff follow them home or in their homes. That's been kind of bizarre afterwards. That was that was her big fear. Yeah, that's how you got your second Harley, right? You went to buy a new jacket and a Harley came home. <laughs> and just showed up in the garage. Where did a soft tail come from? <gasps> she's out there with the digital recorder was i meant to have this (laughs) exactly all signs point to yes please cross the rods (laughs) so uh where can uh where can people see you apart from on youtube so it's uh ghost biker on youtube right yes ghost biker explorations on youtube um i'm very active on facebook so they can watch the episodes on there as well. And uh, we'll have the links in our show notes. Um, and then also, so YouTube uh, on Facebook under ghost biker explorations, uh, my website that all the videos are on there. And um, I'm active on um, Instagram under runaway Vixen, but uh, obviously okay. you can't, you know, post episodes on there, but um but yeah, those are the three best places that, uh, that those can be watched. And then if folks are actually in the southeast, there's a couple. You got a couple of appearances coming up, right? I do. One in Alabama and one in uh, 
I'm oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, um, they're actually. Gonna be- I'm sorry for anyone that goes to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, a quite a few. family there. Um, the one in Alabama is going to be at Club South in Birmingham, and it's going to be a pretty big event. Um, we're working to get a a, a big female biker presence. Um, I know. The, oh, cool. Yeah, the leaders are going to be coming. Oh, the leaders. Nice. Yeah, are be yeah, they're they're Birmingham oh, chapter. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to try to get the Lita's founder on the show. Uh, apparently, soon. she lives down the road. <laughs> yeah, she's here in Salt Lake. So, yeah. Oh, right on. That'll be great. Right. Are you part of the Lita's? I'm not. I'm uh, I'm. I'm really not you part of, be. of any group. But you will be. <laughs> but if she joins the Lita's, are they haunted? <laughs> haunted Lita's? I bet some of them probably have some pretty cool stories. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, they're going to be there. Uh, they're working on, uh, we've got quite a few sponsors that's coming. That's going to be doing a lot of giveaways. I'm going to be giving away, uh, ghost biker merch and, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I'm actually going to be releasing my, um, my season two trailer on, on that. I'm, I'm doing a podcast on February 13th down there, going to release the trailer and we're going to have that streaming there in, uh, in the bar on uh, the 14th. So September 14th down there, uh, Birmingham at Club South. And then we've got a really, really big event. Uh, Harley approached me, uh, White Lightning Harley in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They approached me. Possibly the best name for a dealership. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they approached me about doing events. So we're actually doing, it's a meet and greet and it's going to be a season two early release party. So we're going to release the first episode of season two on September 28th, which is national ghost hunting day. And cool. we're going to have live band there um, for the first hour and 45 minutes. And then we're going to go in, we're going to have pictures. It's going to be a red carpet event, have free food and, uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a big badass party actually, and uh, we'll release it. Did you say free food? <laughs> free food, free music, and have you considered in addition to the band possibly a bounce house? Oh no, that'd be fun. All all motorcycle dealerships <laughs> should have a bounce house. We're just saying, and it may or may not be haunted. That's option. Hey, a haunted bounce house. I could. I that would be that. actually pretty bad. <laughs> now that that's out in the open, that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna have like a little round table afterwards with uh, myself and uh, Josh. We're gonna you know answer any questions as far as I guess about maybe a thirty or forty five minute uh, question and answer session after the season or the episode uh, opener releases. And uh, yeah, and and then we got a couple parties. After that, uh, Northeast Tennessee and Oneida, Tennessee, uh, which is actually my hometown, um, when we part of uh, Zombie Fest, which is um, a really, really big event that they have up there. And uh, it goes to benefit uh, suicide prevention and awareness. And so I'll be making an appearance there. And, uh, and then also I uh, just had two new events. One is going to be in Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, OT Sports Bar, where we're going to also show, it'll be mid-season, uh, October 19th, I believe. There's going to be a concert, 
and we're going to re-release season one for the folks that uh, it'll, it'll be mid season. So it'll be perfect for the folks that aren't aware of the show. And then um, on October, I believe it's the 26th. Um, I'm going to be in North Carolina at Henry river mill village uh, doing a collaboration investigation um, uh, uh, presentation with Soul Sisters Paranormal. Um, I investigated with one of the sisters uh, there at the entire village at Henry River Mill. So we're going to be presenting our findings and everything on that on October 26th. It's a big, it's called Booze and Brews. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brews and Boobs? <laughs> right. I, I heard there might be beer. Brews and Ghouls. Oh, booze and Brews. Uh, Brews and Ghouls. That's what, yeah. <laughs> How come we don't have events? I don't know. It has some events. <laughs> we suck. We'll come out there. We get our events. Yeah. Big we need party. an event. <laughs> awesome. So make sure to check out Miranda's website and watch the YouTube videos. And in case anyone from my office is listening, I absolutely was not watching them today. That didn't happen. It was 100% at home on my own time. Well, like I said, they're yeah. short enough so you can. You can watch them at work. You could string them all together at work, you could. but that would be wrong. That would be wrong. <laughs> no one, sh no one does that at work. Miranda, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thank you. Well, that was different. That was different. And why don't we have events? Apparently, we don't have events. We, maybe, maybe if we went to more haunted Mexican restaurants instead of just the regular kind. Well, you know they are doing the best of Utah right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could. And there's a category for best podcast. Really? Best local podcast. Really? Yeah. Damn. Listeners, get in there. Uh, the, 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 here's the trick. Um, when you fill out the ballot, you have to fill out at least 10 things. Mm -hmm. So we put up a crib list yeah. <laughs> saying what the other nine could be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then all our listeners just go and put us in for best podcast. And we just, are there 10 podcasts in Utah? Well, no, I mean, 10 categories. So you got oh, best news okay. anchor, best right. brewery, mm. best Mexican. Gotcha. And best local podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause I, I'll be honest. I know of two local podcasts. Yeah. Us and start talking. So. Uh, there's like that nerd, uh, um, nerds. Oh yeah. There's a, yeah. The radio 96 guys. Mm -hmm. They do like a nerd thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's three. And, uh, there's a local comedian named Shane. He does a podcast. Okay. There's a few. There's a few. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get in there and make sure we win. Yeah. We just need to stuff the ballot box. <laughs> and it's, you don't have to be local to vote. You just have to be able to fill out 10 spots. Okay. All right. Fair point. Yeah. So we just tell everyone else who to vote for. Mm. Do you have a favorite brewery we can put on the list? I like Keto's. That's my favorite. I right think now. I'd give it up for Keto's too. Yeah. I yeah. went to Keto's for lunch. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. So we got mail. We, we got a lot of mail. So much mail. That's what we have more than anything it's else. It's like we've been gone for a while. I know. And Here's, people like us. People like us, apparently, which I don't know why. Here's yeah. one for you. Just to maybe help Chuck feel better, the new cover hasn't accommodated a passenger yet. I've not had any complaints about the seat from those who've ridden on the back since I've owned the bike. Wheel nerd stickers because it's cool or whatever. Bugs. This and he is... sent pictures of the new seat cover. This is bugs with my uh my the red Ulysses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It looks good. Yeah. Looks real good. It's running. Mm-hmm. It, that one was a reliable bike. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the other one was like first year, wasn't it? It was like first it was, or second year. Yeah, it was like a 2008. It's like real early. It early. Yeah. Yeah. It had the uh, the shortened. Uh, yeah, the shorter wheel lock. Wheel yep. lock. Yeah. Yeah, and the thinner forks and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. The 2000. This one was much better. I think it was a 2010. Yeah. I uh, I had this moment the other day, and I'm like, oh, I really kind of wanted like a another fast bike, and you know, Bandit turns out it's just totally fine. I don't need one. Um, I got the Hayabusa for that. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe, but then I'm like, no, I'm gonna get the fuel, and I'm like. I'm going to get the fuel in like a year from now. Yeah, you got a new bike on deck. Yeah. Speaking of, fuck you for posting that uh, uh, Rotax fucking sidecar thing. Oh, yes. That's not. Oh, oh yes. Bike. Yes, the RX-7 side bike. Twin turbo. Yes. I've had enough trouble with a custom 325 bike. horsepower. I've had enough trouble with a custom machine no one wants to work on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for another, right. especially for 15 grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere there's like an RX-7 person because there are a lot of RX-7 people, mm-hmm. uh, the rotary folk, um, who's like, oh. It looks really fucking It looks fucking amazing. Bomb. It looks great. But, uh. And, you know, he chose a great bike and sidecar combo to put it in. Yeah. Partly because he has the actual space to do so. Yeah. Um, it, it was nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it'd be a nice addition to your modern lifestyle. I love per, uh, I think you sell Paris your Ural. Yeah. If Paris buys my Ural. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. See? Yeah. Then I'll need one. So I'll need one. Exactly. Right. And then we'd have three of us and we could do like a sidecar class and try my cards out. Did you rewrite the cards after reading that guy's... Uh, book uh no i I, there i did a couple little scribbles scribbles okay yeah just talking i'm still interested to try that out with all right cool we'll have to do it some afternoon yeah give it a whirl um tiki stuff for vespa not breaky from adam todd you guys are talking about not having enough tiki stickers around to keep the motorcycle gods happy enough not to break your shit i have a solution a tiki seat cover May I suggest speaking with Susie and Rafa of Cheeky Seats to remedy this horrible naked Vespa seat problem before the gods break that? Here's a handy link uh, to uh, scooterseatcovers.net. Cheekies are, are the Vespa community has nothing but nice things to say about them. My Stella has held up for years problem free since getting the Tiki God seat cover. The detachable multicolored grass skirt scares demons away. I will personally vouch for their workmanship too. Mine has take about any weather you can throw at it for six years or so now. Now that I think about it, wouldn't a carp seat cover fit really well? That actually would be sort of cool. Yeah. Get like a pretty like, you know, Japanese carp uh-huh. painting woodcut type of thing yeah, pattern yeah. on it. Classy. Yeah. That would look good on the bandit actually. I wonder if I could get Gwen to do like a tiki embroidery on I'm 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 thinking the bandit. I know the bandit needs a new seat. Um, I can confirm. Um, that (laughs) you know it's got rips and shit in it. Yeah. Um, but I'm I you know uh redo with like a carp to go with the kanji on it. Mm -hmm. That could be sort of cool. That would I could just weave it up super hard. That would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The Creative Writing Podcast writes, Hey, Tuck and Chad, Fuck thanks you. for reading my email, blah, blah, fucking blah. Uh, he's going to IMS this year. Uh, he's less interested in the show, but he's really looking forward to speed bagging you in the testicles. Like he's prepping for a comeback fight. Yeah, that won't be happening. 
Yeah. It's, I it's will on. beat the there's shit a, out of a, you. I will wipe the floor with you. <laughs> I will beat you like a drunken sailor with a date on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you want to see something really weird? What's that? Look at my arm. See anything odd? The muscle doesn't look like the right shape. Right. right. Did it <laughs> detach from something? Yes, I tore the bicep tendon. Dumbass. <laughs> So now it's all bowled up like this. You look like fucking Popeye. Exactly. It's a Popeye bi- bicep, except it's falling off the side. Is that going to get fixed? Uh, I have a, an appointment Friday with an ortho. Okay. I'm uh, hoping they can reattach it. That would be good. I was moving a fucking drawer, dresser. Wow. Yeah, it was stupid. It wasn't even like doing something cool. No, it was moving a dresser. I was helping a friend move, which you think at my age, I wouldn't have to do anymore. One would think. But I got talked into that shit. Sucker. Yep. And I just heard that thing pop like a spring. (laughs) Yeah, I'm strong enough now that I can just rip up my own body. I don't need anyone to do it for me. Mm. So uh, creative writing notes that uh, I haven't been working out in a long time. Yeah, but he did just buy a ridiculously heavy bike that's basically like five CL150s welded together with 1.5 gauge MIG wire from Harbor Freight. Okay. Yes. He tried to call a number and leave a note. Didn't. <laughs> but would like the sound of janky valves and certain death from a two-stroke turbocharged 175cc side carburetor. Okay, I really do actually want to hear that and see what that. because fuck? What <laughs> Talk to you talentless hacks later. I'm sorry, oh. that was harsh. I only mean that in context of the podcast. Oh. I'm sure you're both very good at your day-to-day jobs. Junkie Smith, Nemmerhauser, guy on the internet's Instagram porn star, noisemaker, huge asshole. I'm going to beat him into unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat him until candy pops out. There's there's going to be a serious slap fight going on. It's the podcast slap fight. The slaps heard around the world. Goddamn right. Two grown ass men going at it. <laughs> Ow! Oh, not the face. Yep. It's happening. Um, what? That? What? No. You guys, you guys are going to have a real fight. It's going to be a sissy slap oh. fight. No, I'm just. Gonna, oh, there's gonna be lots of little whimpery noises and no whimpering and, and like holding your head way back while there's you no slap. Holding, no. Oh yeah. What? Oh, slappy no. slap, 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 no. slap, slap fight. Sissy slap fight. Now I have to kick his ass for real. Slap it. Just slap. to prove you wrong. Slap, slap, slap. Do this, protect. Aaron writes. What's one way to make a helmet more appealing to Harley riders? Well, you make it less safe. Check this crazy thing out. Still love the show against all better judgment. Just ribbing you. You guys are great. And Todd sounds so much like my little brother. It's downright spooky. Stop having responsibilities and play with motorcycles more. I'm trying. And he sent us. What the fuck is that? It's a helmet. A skull shaped like Harley Davidson helmet. For a hundred bucks. A hundred dollars. So uh, as near as I can tell, this is one of those. And this is this is a new and disturbing trend in helmets. Is they have like a half dome uh-huh. or like a three quarter ish helmet, but it has like a face cover, face mask, yeah, yeah, like a mask, yeah, not like, like Bell a, does that, yeah, like not like a proper helmet, yeah. So you get all of like the discomfort of having a fucking thing over your face, yeah, um, without having it be solid like a full face where it doesn't touch your face, right, and uh, none of the protection. So that's rad. Well, you know, it does keep rocks from hitting your face. I am continually amazed at the lengths to which people will go. To wear a shitty helmet and keep the wind and the icky buggy poos off their fucking face. Oh my God. You know they have the technology for this now, right, people? 
but uh, I gotta look cool. Like hundred dollar fucking rag things that they wrap around their face. I can look cool though. You can look plenty cool in a full face. Not with I look at that skull shape though, Todd. I could be way cool in a skull thing. Okay, if I had a head the right shape, they make a fucking helmet that is venom. Okay, do you know how fast I would own that fucking helmet? No, but you're gonna send me the link to that fucking helmet. Okay. I don't think you can wear it either. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you say that like it matters. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah, I I, I, I don't like this trend. I, I wear a full face helmet for fuck's sake. I was talking with a bunch of Vespa people on uh, our Vespa. And somebody's like, wait, so you wear the same gear on your Vespa as you do on your motorcycle? I'm like, fuck yeah, it's comfy. Yeah. I change my gear based on the weather. I don't give a shit what I'm riding. Yeah. <laughs> It's cold. Stitch. Full face helmet. I come from a land where guys would stitch a DOT label to knit caps. God damn. And claim I'm legal. Oi. Oi. Ending on a slightly happier note. Gentlemen. First Mm. off, happy 40th birthday to Todd. Um, Caught the episode with Gwyn on the way home from Denver. 40's an interesting milestone. Too old to bang 18-year-old blondes with a clear conscience. Says you. Too young to get any kind of AARP discounts. You could always start a cult, though. I joined, especially for the sun-worshipping cult. I'm, I'm afraid of the sun, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, he regrets that uh, Chuck is out for AIM Expo. Um, uh, yeah. But has invited us to some other events, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm kind of bummed I'm out for AIM, too. Digs the episode with Gwen. Um... And also, by the way, be careful listening to Wheel Nerds on a plane and giggling. People will think you're nuts. <laughs> FYI. Uh, Important well, safety tip. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe coming through SLC. So that can be fun. Next summer. Cool. Mm-hmm. For the, the BMW rally. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Which cool. apparently is in Montana. So yeah, maybe st- reachable. I'm still a member of the BMW. Oh, MLA, that's right. So. You're, you're BM, 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 I'm, I'm a moi. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, yeah, putting together a motorcycle media summit thing for it. If we had an excuse to show up. Hey, can we get in free? Yeah. That, that, that would be, be pretty much the trick, right? Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You're not on a BMW. Unfortunately, I have the sidecar. So they'd be like, that's not a BMW. Ooh, look at the sidecar. <laughs> Dude, we'll just put a couple Randells on it. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. <laughs> just say it's the, it's like the stealth, you mm-hmm. know, re, in research. Mm-hmm. Side research car model. mode, new S1000. Yeah, it's yeah. the S1200. We'll put some zebra stripes on it. Mm-hmm. They'll, Solid. They'll totally yep. buy it. They'll buy it top to bottom. Soup to Hell nuts. Hell yeah. Uh, P.S. Rubber Ducky says squeak, squeak. Dude, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that it's rubber cool, duck. Right? It is so cool. <laughs> the amount of enjoyment I've gotten out of that rubber duck is far in excess of anything anyone should get out of I, the, the, the Just the, the fun of. So I took the video in my helmet while I was riding and I've conversations with a rubber duck. <laughs> I'd be like, gosh, the road seems pretty empty today. Squeak, squeak. I agree, ducky. <laughs> but you've taken it farther than I have. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just it's anytime like things are getting on my nerves or like I'm having a shitty day or whatever. I'm just like, squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> it's like you can't, you cannot not smile. It's awesome. The rubber it's, ducky is cool. It is fantastic. And it looks awesome up on the bars too. Yeah um and my daughter just thinks it's the greatest because so my my uh my sidecar in addition to being actually used as a you know go ride it like an idiot vehicle this weekend is also now the like schlepping the kid to school vehicle because mm-hmm. you know just with the new school it works out that way mm-hmm. it's right on the way to the office so i'm like yeah, all right jump in yep my only th- complaint and this this is one i i come to is 
I like the Kinder Rider stuff, and mm-hmm. it's really protective. The trouble is, is because it has those expansion zippers, the side leg zippers don't go up high enough. Okay. So like if you got if you're if you're trying to like get the kid out of the gear and into school stuff, mm-hmm. you basically have to take their shoes off, mm. which is a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. I understand why that is. Like it's just wouldn't work any other way. But I'm definitely like, just part of me is like, oh man, I really wish they had like regular side zip pants we could put on her, mm. you know, because then you just done. But I already told her, she, I like, when you're full grown, I'll buy you an arrow stitch. <laughs> That's cool. I'll buy you a, I'll buy you a $1,200 arrow stitch and a $200 bike. <laughs> yes. And, and $600 Elite. Yep. It'll be, it'll be some, it'll be some trainer that Sarah's done with covered in fucking dents <laughs> and immaculate gear, immaculate gear. <laughs> some just shit pile trainer that's no longer in use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. My daughter has informed me that I, I, I am to be picking her up in the Ural from school. Oh, okay. So it's back on. Yeah. She's willing to go and uh, do helmet shopping with me. Good. So we Good. can get her a helmet. She'll like having a proper full face. It's really nice. She, she has a, one. Oh, okay. She, she does. Good. She, okay. Yeah, she was transitioned to full face last year. Oh, okay. I guess her head's probably getting big enough to go in like really small doll helmets or maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyway. There was, yeah, there was a kid's full face at Cycle Gear. So okay. We got that. Cool. Yeah, the Cycle Gear ones didn't fit us. We went to Wrights, though, and they had the HJCs in the Vegas. That's so that where I want to well. take her mm-hmm. to go to uh, Wrights. Yeah. Yeah, the Vegas seems to be a little more ovular. Her head's like yours and mine, my daughter's, and that'll probably work better. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Ah, oh, riding. It's nice. It is. And this was, uh, I, I'm curious to see what kind of feedback we get on this show mm-hmm. just because the guest was so different from what we usually cover. Mm-hmm. And, but for me, it was great. Cause I really nerd out on that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghosts and I've, motorcycles. I've done ghost hunts. Interesting. <laughs> They're really boring. <laughs> I suspect it's a lot like a regular hunt. There's a lot of sitting in the dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sitting in the dark while grasping hands find you. Wait. Well, you know, whoever, the girl that's with me will find grasping hands finding her. I thought you went with Ro. No, I went with my ex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ro and I went to go see Mothman. Ah, okay. It's different. Okay. Yes, I am that kind of nerd. Fair enough. <laughs> what, what have you learned this week, Chuck? That there is a suitable crossover between motorcycles and ghost hunting. I've learned that it's not just the auxiliary wheel nerds that fall in that category. <laughs> but that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. It's been a blast. And cut. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, that was good. All right. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, cool. Are you a big fan of the ghost box? I'm, I'm not sh- I'm still you know, kind of iffy about uh, that. It, it depends. Uh, I never was. You know, as far as the technology and everything goes, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of apps because, you know, I feel like yeah. the apps, you know, they might be pulling from, you know, your phone is, I know this sounds very 
conspiracy theory, but you know, your phone is always listening, you know? Mm. And, um, so who's to say that, you know, we can't be talking about something, your phone here in an app, pull it up. Um, the ghost box. My phone has seen me masturbate. <laughs> hey, Google, pull up the next episode of Ghost Biker. Oh, wait, I think your phone just went off. <laughs> absolutely just did. <laughs> oh, look, it's found Ghost Biker. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a funny story about that here in a second. But, you know, uh, as far as as far as the spirit box and everything goes, um, I was pretty skeptical Um you know, I had a couple of good sessions that especially like in episode two, uh, there on season one, um, I had a good session with that. And what I do when I'm pulling my stuff off of the ghost box is I use audacity to pull pull my audio off. And mm-hmm. what it does, you know, is is the spirit box has got the sweep rates on it and you can adjust the sweep rate. So it'll make those bands either really narrow or really wide. And so um, when I'm listening to it, what I do is I'll pull it off and I'll visually look. And so if a voice and I, and I, I can measure my sweep rate by the bands there on Audacity. So if the voice falls inside of one of those bands, then a lot of the time to me, that's probably audio coming from the radio. But if it comes out, kind of if it flows outside of the band, then it's broadcasting over broadband. So um, it's more than likely a spirit because, you know, you're when it's when you've got your sweep rate set, it's kind of like like that. And so if it falls outside of that, that range, then to me, it's it's a little more questionable uh, rather than voice. Who knew ghost hunting was so nerdy? Is the spirit box then? Are, are, is is the idea behind the spirit box that they can pull the words being broadcast all over the radio, where they're able to interject words through the radio? From my understanding, it's interjecting using the white noise to communicate. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, and that's what some of those apps uh, have done now. They've they've removed you know because if you're sitting there listening to a spirit box. And it's got the uh, the the static. It can be pretty obnoxious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, so some of these apps. There's one called Legion, uh, Legion ITC. The whole process is called ITC. And so, Legion ITC is one of those that removes the uh, static out from it, and you'll get the voices just coming through. Um, okay. I might use those in conjunction with something else, like maybe flashlights or an EDI box, but I never use it mm-hmm. just by itself, and I never rely just on that. Um, like I said, I've had a couple of really good sessions. I use the spirit box for the Estes method, which if you're not familiar with that, I do use that in several episodes on season two. But basically, okay. you take noise-canceling headphones like what I have on now, plug them into the spirit box. So I'm the only person here in it. I use a blindfold. So it's sort of a sensory deprivation thing. And you're Mm. with another person or a group of people. So you sit in this room that's haunted all by yourself. You're blindfolded. You have the headphones on into the spirit box. You can't, and they go into another area and you put a camera on you. You put a camera on them and 
you can't hear what they're saying. So what you're supposed to do is you're just supposed to call out anything you hear on the spirit box. And so it kind of works as using the person as a medium uh, instead of just mm. having the spirit box going. It The person is mm. also supposed to say anything they feel or anything they sense um, mm-hmm. and so we've had instances where we've caught stuff on camera around me or the person that's doing it. And then also, um, you know, it, some of the things that's been said, uh, the, you know, we'll call out stuff and you have no idea what the other person has been asking until you go back and review. So, um, mm-hmm. so I like to use the spirit box like that in just sort of a different way. Um, okay. Yeah. But just by itself, to me, it's one of those. It depends on the moment. Um, some situations it works out well, some it doesn't. What do you think of the California walkers? You know, I don't really know too much about the California walkers. Fill me in on that. I, uh, there, it's a uh, two video clips from uh, two different places and times. And it looks like a pair of slacks walking across the screen. Okay. And there's usually two or three of them. They don't have feet. They don't have anything above torso and head. It just looks like a pair of legs walking really weird across the screen. I think I read a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't call it the California walkers, but there's, there's, there's a couple of nicknames for them. Hmm. Really weird. And the way they walk is really a little weird. What? It's kind of creepy. What have they, have you heard any speculation as to what they think it is? No, no one has any idea what it is. One was like on a security camera and the other one I think was in the cemetery. Okay. Um, both times they just come walking across the screen and they keep going and no one knows what the deal with them is. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. I've, I've actually not, I've actually not seen, seen that. I've caught something. Jeff just gave house. you a ready excuse to go to California. Exactly. It is a creepy night crawlers. Fresno night crawler is another name for them. And they are just, uh, they're just creepy looking. Hmm. I'm like pulling it up. First, there'll be some creepy music. <laughs> yeah. And then it won't happen. Well, you know, I caught I'm just showing here at house that was really odd, and I need to show it on video. Um, it was a whole progression of things that happened. Hmm. I had my motorcycle jacket laying on on the chair, and I have a dachshund, so she's like 13 pounds. She's a small girl, and the jacket was uh, one of those mesh ones that had the the uh, uh, armor inside of it. And so um, <clears throat> when I got home that evening, she had actually pulled it off and used the bathroom on it. And so, of course, I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed off because, you know, she's she shit on it and, and then went and peed on it. And uh, so I couldn't figure out why. So I've, I've actually got cam- security cameras here in my house. And so I wanted to watch and see what was going on. And she did this 10 minutes before I came home. And just before it was a minute and a half before she did it, this and and I'm not a big orb person. You know, I joke about the dust orbs, but um, for me, it has most of the time I can explain it as a bug or dust or um, just some kind of debris in the air. (coughs) 
but there's been a couple things that, that I've experienced that, um, I feel could potentially be orbs, but this actually comes out of the middle of nowhere. It comes out of my jacket actually. And it's real small and it just blows up into this orb that goes across the screen. And then right after that, my dog goes over to the jacket, pulls the jacket off. So instead of her being upset at me, I think she's kind of being possessive with the jacket. So she pulls the jacket mm. off, uses the bathroom on it. I come home, and of course I'm upset. <clears throat> and so I go and I, I clean the jacket, and I had I'd been playing racquetball or something, and so I brought food home. <coughs> Excuse me. And so this is about a 30-minute video. So you see that happen with the jacket, and then right after that, I'm I'm sitting there eating and finish eating. And so I'm getting up to take my food outside to throw it away in the trash can. And as I get up, you see something shoot across the video and it raises up. Now I, I'm pretty tall. I'm, I'm six foot tall. And so, um, it raises up and it goes from an orb into, it actually turns into the side profile of a face and it strolled. Oh, it, it follows me out the room. And um, it had to be about six one because it's a little bit taller than me. And you actually see the side profile of the nose. And the way it moves out, like when it shoots across, it's just this flash that crosses. But you see it raise up to my height and then it forms into the side of a face. And then it just kind of just moves like it's walking across the screen <clears throat> that do you have that on YouTube? I don't have it on YouTube, but I've got the video of it and I'm, I'm actually going to put that out there. Um, okay. It was, it was pretty disturbing actually. And it, it, yeah, it that, made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I like right. those stuff. I, I can tell. 